Hello, everyone. Welcome and thank you for tuning in to our podcast, It's About Payroll. We're your hosts, Brian Escobar and Walter William Duncan III. Whether you're new to the payroll industry or a seasoned vet, this is the podcast for you. All right. Welcome back, folks. A great episode. Today, we're going to talk about moving from mid-level to your management positions. And Walt found a great quote for us. And it says, you just don't wake up butterfly. Growth is a process. What did that quote mean to you? Like, why did that catch? For me, it meant something in regards to my career path and like how I've grown and like starting off as a specialist, a junior processor, especially in the corporate sector. The military itself was a different animal, but actually coming back and being a civilian and working myself up through the ranks and like the time it took and had to having to be patient and catching those losses and everything that's happened to a lot of us in this payroll industry that kind of resonated with me. It's just like, Hey, it's not going to happen overnight. Just keep at it and you'll see growth in your own career and in yourself. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I hear you, man. And for me, it's, it's always a, I feel like growth is like that quote out of Ray Diallo's book where it was like perfectionism is a lifelong process. It's a journey to try to achieve this. This may not be something you ever achieve. It's just about growing. What we want to share with you today is what you need when you're ready to go to management, the type of skills that you need, you got to give them some grace. As Walter teaches us very well on this series and on our podcast, he is someone that really understands how to give someone grace. And he's been teaching me along in our path how to do that as well. And I'm grateful for him for that because he complements my hard skills and vice versa. And we're a great team because of that. So what are some of the traits that you need going into this management role? You need to have great decision-making skills, right? In payroll, there could be a formula because there are a lot of decisions that we have to make that are really based on data. Don't forget that part. Make sure you're factoring in the data to your decision making because it's not always a gut thing. The people part may be a gut feeling, but the process is the process. Don't forget to factor in that you still have to lean on the process and the data, but also keep in mind that if you're running a team now, everybody has different characteristics, different personalities, what motivates people differently. And that's where you fold the soft skills in and use your gut to help you with that because your team so that if you someone comes in they may be having a bad day mm. so you want to be you want to give them some grace for that what else you, c- commitment to self-improvement right we always say in this podcast invest in yourself yes absolutely your company should be able to sponsor a lot of education because only to their benefit but if you're in a small company that maybe doesn't have a big budget you may need to invest in yourself absolutely another big characteristics being transparent Right. We've also been learning this whole concept of radical transparency and it's absolutely worked for us because it's a lot easier to deal and build relationships on transparency because then people can really rely like, look, yeah, they're straight shooters. When somebody says you're a straight shooter, that means you're very transparent. I always relate it back to integrity. Integrity is being the same person no matter around. And that to me is being transparent. Transparency is absolutely important, not only in life, but definitely in payroll and in business. We got commitment to reaching our goals and setting 
goals up for not only yourself, but also your team, because now you're the manager. You may not be processing a lot, but if you're not processing, you have to keep track of where your team is. Are they learning? Are they growing? Push them, give them tools and resources to keep learning and growing. Another great goal is communication. And it's big in today's world because we now we have email and we've talked about it on the show before. We got email, we got yeah. text machine, text messages, we got chats and different, <laughs> different. Oh, do you use Slack? Yeah. Do you use that chat? This chat? Get me on that yeah. chat. And our customers always want to try to communicate to us in those methods. And we have to be ones that regulate it. And you want to be able to speak through email and your interpersonal skills. And you have to be able to manage up, down, and sideways, because now as a manager or a middle manager, now you may be reporting to some VPs and directors or CFOs and COOs, and they're relying on you to teach them from a subject expert point of view. And those are your stakeholders. Those are the folks who are going to make change happen for you. Your business cases to them very well. And whether it be through data or writing emails or just providing different types of reports or the combination of all of it is really what it comes down to. And you got to manage up. So manage yes. down. It's easy to manage. It's not actually easy to manage your team, <laughs> but it's obvious that you have to manage your team. You don't always realize, hey, you might have to manage your partners. You may have to manage your superiors because, again, they rely on you to be the subject matter expert. Exactly. Yeah. For leadership is uh, Jim Collins. He, he writes a lot of management books. And mm -hmm. one of the concepts he has is five leaders. Understanding the importance of putting people first and strategy second. Nice. And that is key because you me and Walt took a, a leadership class together. And the first thing that guy said was, now you're a manager. Now you have two jobs. Yeah. You have your whatever you're managing process-wise and you have the people person, people aspect added onto it. And that's a whole different skill set, right? It's not managing payroll. It's very different to manage a person. So you really want to do some research. Definitely look up Jim Collins. So it's really good to, to keep those leadership skills sharpened. Absolutely, man. At this point, you want to be focused. You want to be focused on your process, focused on your people, but also solution for focused. Right. The best. <laughs> you want to say, hey, here's a couple of options. Here's the outcomes. Here's the impact. All that, you know, can share. And yeah. one of the biggest things is understanding your business. Right. Yes. Because as a payroll person, so you just doing payroll. And for a lot of the times, the motions are the same pretty much mm -hmm. in every company. But. When you get to the manager level and you're working with the, your C-suite or your leadership team, they really need you to understand what the business is doing so yeah. that you understand how to present the solutions that you have. Mm. Yes. And yes. you want to be sensitive to that. What's the goal? Because you have to be able to fold that into your strategy. So knowing your business is very important. Payroll is always attached to that support center and may not even see the final product of the, the people we serve. So I urge you to go out if you have locations or whatever it is, try to immerse yourself into the business with permission, of course. So not only are you now understanding your business better, you're understanding better how you can solve for problems in the feed. 
what position do you need to play in that manager role for your organization? And I'll end it off with politics. And we've talked about politics in a prior episode. And like we say, with politics, either you play or you get played. Yes. And again, I made the mistake going into it thinking, oh, I'm not going to play this game. So I'm not going to be affected. And I was very wrong and I've lost opportunities and I wasn't successful in opportunities in different positions where I didn't understand how the politics is going to play in. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, as you grow in the ladder, politics is absolutely a part of it. And again, the best thing that we can tell you is either you play or you get played. So go out there and teach yourself how to deal with that. And and I'll pass it off to Walt and Walt's going to take us through some of the other pieces that we need. Yes. Thank you for that, Brian. Thank you for telling us about those soft skills and characteristics that, you know, uh, a manager in the payroll profession should have, but not even the payroll profession, just the manager in general. Yep. Should have these soft skills. Agreed. So I'm just going to go over some of the different challenges a manager may face when they get to that next level. Something that my mom always says, the preacher that she is, yeah. Mm-hmm. levels equal new devils right absolutely so, amen you get promoted and you excel in your career you're going to have new challenges stuff that pushes you it's not anything that you can't overcome but stuff that's going to push you and really just test your metal in some cases so you got to be ready for some yep. of those challenges and like in no particular order i'm going to go through some of these finishing off of what brian was talking about when office politics you gotta navigate office politics as a manager that's something that you're going to experience especially in the corporate absolutely you know what i'm saying so there may be other sectors that may not be such a big deal but a lot of different corporate sectors it's gonna happen like that unfortunately because that's just how it is one of the big things is managing different employee personality types so you got those people they're great at the job but they're not so personable. They're a little abrasive. They're rough around the edges or whatever, however you want to call it. They're different than your other employees, but you have to be able to manage your employees. And in some ways, you got to be able to manage them indifferently, but then know how to handle different personality types as well. I know a lot of companies have done those personality tests. Some companies agree with them, some don't. But if your company has done one of those, it can help you navigate like how to deal with your employees. Some employees receive criticism. Hey, you're being a little tough, love, a little stern with them and challenging them. Others, you need to just like handhold a little bit and guide them along as they're growing. It just, So it just depends on the different type of employee personality types that you have that you yep. need to, that's going to be a little bit of a challenge. Absolutely. Moving on to the next one, keeping your poise in those tense moments. Tough. I wish, yeah, I wish that some of these things are stuff that really aren't talked about. There are some seminars and courses like Brian mentioned earlier, but some of these things like keeping your poise in a tough situation, say somebody's yelling at you or getting loud in a meeting, there's different departments there and the person in an ops is like coming at you or whatever, and they're having a bad day and you want to go in, but you can't. You need to have to learn to keep your poise. I'm not saying to take verbal assaults or anything like that. You can challenge someone, but you need to be able to have that emotional intelligence. But this is where that emotional intelligence chimes in. It's just like, 
I know I'm upset. I'm feeling upset too, but I'm going to use my emotional intelligence in this situation because it's going to happen. You're going to run into those tense moments, those crucial conversations. There we go. They're going to come up and it's going to have it's going to be you're going to have to debate some things like saying, "No, we need to process it this way. We need to do it that way. We need this is to be more efficient." You're not always going to have those agreeable moments even in your own department, let alone other departments yep. in your company. So, yeah. remember to and, keep that poise. Go ahead. And the better you can keep that poise, the better off you are. The more you shine. Yes. Another thing, this is something that I struggle with, is delegating and having that doer mindset. Now, when I say doer mindset, I'm not talking about, hey, I'm going to get the job done. What I mean is being a manager and doing the work of your peers or your subordinates, Mm -hmm. your board Like You'll say, oh, don't worry about it. I got it. I'll do it. You have to learn how to delegate because you're going to find that the work and some situations are going to be overwhelming at times. Say it's your end and you, most of your, you got a, a week where it's busy, it's a holiday week, and you got three cycles on, on, the, on the one week and this and that and this and that, and you got a person short, you can't do it all. You shouldn't try to do it all. You need to be able to delegate and hand out some of those tasks because when you delegate and you give some of your peers or some of your report twos, you give them some of those duties, that's going to help them grow. Absolutely. That's give them information to say, hey, I'm able to do this. Brian and I, what I picked up from Brian is that I want to train my employees to be able to take my seat, to be able to do the job. Like, God forbid something happens to me, they can sit in this chair and do the job and the ship will keep afloat. Yep. So the next thing is holding others accountable. So this is holding your peers accountable, holding your team accountable, holding people in other departments accountable for what they should be doing. No, you're not a jerk. You're not mean. That's right. Because you do it. And some people I've seen them, I've talked to some of my, my friends in the industry and they've had a struggle in this area. Because they were like, oh, I don't want to seem like I'm mean. Yeah, I mean, you know, yep. and like you don't have to go to someone and say and yell at them and scream expletives at them and everything like that to hold somebody accountable. That's right. You don't have to do that. It's you keep your go, poise. Yeah, you can keep your poise in those situations. So you're yep. not mean because you do it. It's a part of being a manager. It's holding others and ourselves accountable. <laughs> so the next thing is asking for help and asking questions no matter how high, how far you get in this industry no matter what your title is you're still going to need help absolutely you're still going to have questions and you should ask questions you should be analytical in some ways and say okay hey is that the best way is that the best like brian was saying be those subject matter experts and if you know something could be a little bit better you can put it out there and say, yep. hey, in my experience, I know that this is happening. This is going to have this impact. Just want you guys to know. You know what I'm saying? You need to put those things out there and ask those questions, make those statements, ask for help if you need it, because yep. you're going to burn out. Yep. You're going to burn out. And once that burnout comes, guess what? You're going to start happening, which is the next topic. You're going to start losing focus. Yep. No person is an island. We need help, folks. Yes. We got to do this again. need again. help. And once you start losing focus, that's what they call being in the weeds. Mm-hmm. The weeds, and you're just like, man, I can't see the, the, my shoelaces for, for my yep. shirt. You know what I'm yep. saying? That's how deep I'm in this stuff. You got to be able to 
maintain that focus. You got to be able to, again, ask for help. And, and you get caught you up know. in those little things, so many little things sometimes, right? We're like, yeah. we get caught in, oh, I'm doing an audit. How long is the audit taking? Oh, five days. That's yep. getting caught in the weeds. Yes. When you're doing something that, if you're a manager and you're doing the task that maybe one of your teammates should be doing or help is a, a, should be a collaborative function, mm -hmm. man, you're in the weeds. So, yes, don't lose focus. Get out of the weeds. Get out of the weeds. <laughs> the next thing, and this is part of ties into what was mentioned earlier when we were talking about the traits, managing your peer relationships. This could be a challenge. Mm, like, absolutely. This could, this could be a challenge because it, this you can fold this one into holding others accountable and keeping your in tense moments and managing. No, it all uh, goes together. All those things. For like, sure. Those peer relationships are important, are essential. I've had those moments, those tense moments with someone else in, in HR benefits and like, no, payroll should do it. No, benefits needs to do it. No, payroll mm -hmm. should do it. Like have those moments where it's just, I'm about tired of you. <laughs> I'm about tired of you. <laughs> but you like you don't you still have to keep your poise and have a personal have that professional relationship with this person you both or how many other people are involved need to be able to do your job effectively no matter if you don't like this person because you're going to yeah. run into some people at some companies you may Plenty. you and this person may not mesh and yep. that's okay you're still able to you should still be able to have that professionalism to still manage your peer relationships and still get your job done even if you don't necessarily agree with how this person operates that's right and that's then right. the next thing it's like staying motivated like sometimes you being lost being losing that focus and feeling overwhelmed you thought something was going to happen and they promised it as far as like the change in the process and then it fell through and now you're like oh man i don't know if i'm motivated i've seen this so many times for people who have just who had just become managers brian and they get deflated and defeated because that thing like i'm gonna come in here and i'm gonna make change like we said with that quote earlier like you just don't wake up and you're that butterfly. Yep. Yep. And growth is a process. Like you're going to, it's still going to be some things you got to wade through some, still some office politics you got to go through, but you got to remember to get your self care. You got to remember to recharge yep. and remember to have some fun in there, whether that's a team lunch, whether that's a, whatever, like you and what we did with, with our team at that company we were at, Brian, we, we met up on the weekend. Yeah, yep. on the weekend, had a BBQ, had a great time. And it was team building. It was like, hey, team building, let's man. recharge. Let's get this focus again. Let's get motivated. And it's all about something that you started to say recently that you say you thrive in chaos. Mm -hmm. Like thriving yep. in chaos, like saying, hey, no matter what, I'm not being going to be dissuaded. I'm going to stay focused. I'm going to hold on to the to that to the rope. I'm not letting go. We're going to stay the course. Some, yeah. Something my daughter gave me recently was a book, Seven Spiritual Success, The Seven Habits of Spiritual Success, Deepak Chopra. A very short read. I'm pretty much done with it, but I want to read it again because he drops all these gems. And we have been talking about thriving in chaos lately and how that affects and, and the impact of that. And in this book, he said, he justified it and said, as humans, we really have to be okay with the uncertainty of things. And that's what looks chaotic to people because it's uncertain. Things aren't defined. There isn't a goal. There isn't a promise of something. It's all uncertain. And that is really life. Life is just thriving in uncertainty and making the best of where you're at and thriving in that chaos. So that really hit home for me. That was another one I thought about. Motivation is 
Tower. We need it every day. Yes, we do. <laughs> we do. Yeah, we man. really do. And then the last thing is timelines is managing and meeting your timelines. I know that's specific. I know that even as a junior, a payroll process or a payroll professional, you need to be able to manage your time. But as a manager, you need to do that for yourself and And others. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It goes to the, that's the next level. That's that new devil. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's that's that next challenge is okay. Hey, I have my own schedule. I have my own meetings. I have this, I have that. We have projects due. And I need to be, you need to be able to delegate effectively. You need to be able to make sure that your team is meeting their timelines as yep. well. And, and that is training them and making sure you have the right team. Yeah, in for place. sure. Because a good payroll processor, you can leave them to function on their own and payroll will get done. Yep. But some of the projects and stuff like that, you may have to manage. Like, what those implementations come, you're implementing a new system, mm-hmm. you're implementing a third party this, third party mm-hmm. that. And, and you're processing still. Yes. And you're doing right. that. Payroll like, never stops. So. Yes. You have to manage and meet those timelines very well. And those are just some of the main challenges that you're going to have. There's plenty of more that you're going to go through and experience in different scenarios. But those are some of the main, the 10 main ones that you're going to experience. Oh, yeah. If you guys focus on what we've just shared just as a starting point, you got plenty of tools right here suggest to build on go check them out it's gonna be great thank you for joining us today on our podcast it's about payroll we're your hosts brian escobar and william duncan and until the next time folks keep learning keep growing and most importantly keep going